All right, so here we are at the first video podcast of the, the Shuttlecock podcast on uh, YouTube and iTunes. Uh, we're here with Kansas City rappers Zaren Michael and Aaron Alexander. How you guys doing? Pretty good, man. I'm cool, man. How about you? I'm pretty good, considering uh, just how much effort uh, <laughs> went into <laughs> setting this up over the past hour. So I'm thankful that you guys were able to sit it out and... Uh, it's very, very nice of you guys to do that. Of course, bro. You the home. Drive all the way out to the suburbs. It, do, you, do you guys spend any time at all out in Johnson County? Oh, nah. No? Not at all, bro. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know that many Johnson County people at all. Yeah. So. Uh, so both of you guys have been doing a lot of recording lately. Uh, Zarin, you're going to be, well, you're dropping a new single coming up pretty soon here. Yeah. Um, is that gonna be? I don't know. Nah. Um. Actually, I got a new a new single I'm preparing right now. Basically, what we about to do is for this this week coming up, I'm about to um I'm about to remix and remaster my you know my previous EP the FU EP. We remixing and remastering that, and we are gonna release that first, and then I'll have a, another single coming up shortly called um, No Challenge. Mm. And the uh, the FU EP came out back um, like in the middle of last year. Yeah. Um, so how did that, uh, EP just really come about? Like the first time? Yeah. Well, basically, I, I, basically I've been trying to plan for, um, this project called Center of Retention for a while now, SOA, and it just hasn't came together completely how I wanted to yet. So what I'm, what I, I had a lot of songs ready for that, but what I did one day, I was just like, I'm, I don't feel I'm in the mindset to, to, to release an album quite yet. So with that being said, one day I woke up and I was at um, my boy's Sheik house. We just woke up and one day I felt like that I just needed to release. Like I felt like that God spoke to me that night and I re- and I woke up and he told me to release this as an EP. Literally, it was just it was no plan or nothing. We did a surprise drop, just randomly dropped it, and that's just what it was. And so the the re-release that you're about to put out of it is going to be just kind of like an updated, like retooled version of the original? Yeah, basically re-recorded, remixed, remastered, and we just chose the our favorite songs off the joint and what we feel as the mo- the best songs, the highest quality type songs, and we just put them together for y'all. Mm. Um, what were some of the tracks you picked out from the EP to re-release? It'll be um, Madman, Blackface, and Best Friend. Mm-hmm. Best Friend wasn't on the original EP, but that was one of my favorite songs, and I feel like that had a lot major success. So I decided to just throw it on there. Yeah, I remember that was kind of the first single you dropped. Like, well, I'm, I think you kind of cleared your SoundCloud and everything, yeah. and that was like the only song you had out for a sec. And you had performed that at the Maxo Cream and G Watch show yeah. in Lawrence last year. Um, and that was one of your first performances yeah, in a while was, too. That was one of my first shows. I appreciate that. Shout out G for that for that opportunity. Mm. And so you you have been performing at a lot of other um shows recently too. You got on Montana 300 yeah. and um you you're on the Little Uzi show in Kansas City, right? Yeah. So, um is your stage performance something you've really been working on too? Yeah, something that I really want to perfect. I still feel like I got a lot of work to do. But it's something that I really take pride in performing. You know, um, I want to. I like to give the people a good show, mm-hmm. a great show, actually. So yeah, that's something we're still working on. But I'm trying to get all the music 
perfect first because I'm a perfectionist. I'm trying to get everything situated on that end. And then we're going to be straight. Mm-hmm. And Aaron, you you kind of have a similar situation with uh, some of your music too. You re- you released your mixtape, um, Radiant Child, back in 2015? 2014, I think. 2014. Yeah. And then you just re-released tracks from it um, as, what was, like, was uh, Radiant Reloaded? Radiant Redone. Redone. Mm-hmm. And um, so you did kind of... A, a similar process as Zarin's doing right now. Yeah. Um, what what led you to like want to fix up those songs? Well, honestly, Radiant Child is just trash. So I was like, hey, we ain't putting nothing out in a minute. We have an album in the works. They're going to forget about me. This is before I like, I don't know. This is before I came to the realization that nobody actually really cares about release dates mm. because we're local acts. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, I was like, we got to put something out. So B, my producer, uh, was like, "Yo, I'm gonna just remix and remaster everything. Let's just throw it on SoundCloud." And yeah, it was. I don't know. I wish I had a crazy story behind it, yeah. but I don't. It's it was just a. We just did it to put something out. Yeah. But you have released um, a, two new singles so far from your upcoming tape, uh, Memento Mori. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was uh, Storm, which premiered on Shuttlecock. And yep. then uh, you had Sometimes, which was after that. Mm-hmm. Um, what What do you think um, sounds different about these new songs compared to the work that you could hear on Radiant Redone? Um, as far as like the thing, my uh, as far as my upcoming project, Memento Mori and uh, Radiant Redone, I feel like the biggest like difference is I approached rap or art in general as a spectator with uh, Radiant Child and Radiant Redone. Mm-hmm. So I was basically just recanting another person's life. Whereas with Memento Mori, I'm taking my life and I'm making art with it instead of just reproducing art. So this is just, this, I don't know, it makes me make, I don't know, I feel like Storm just sounds like something in my head mm-hmm. or whatever. And sometimes it's just telling my story. So this is me telling my story and not Basquiat's. Mm-hmm. No. And so both of you guys are on uh, Fearless, which is a new Kansas City label. Um, how did you guys first end up meeting up and deciding that you would be working together like that um as far as uh i went we went to uh we had a show we did a show together um and i clicked up with them just to you know go back a little bit i am you know we're it's definitely a partnership here but i'm ignorant art that's something that i came up with me and uh b and eric came up with in the basement so that's not gonna get like you know swept under the rug or nothing but it's definitely a partnership that developed from you know two groups of individuals that like just want to make good music and kind of I feel like uh the hip-hop scene in Kansas City I'm from Kansas so Kansas City Kansas and Casey Mo there's no culture there's it's not culture it's just everybody just it's whatever so we want to establish that culture mm-hmm. that's my goal at least so is there and what what do you think it's what what has the relationship between like your guys' work been like so far? Like, have you guys been like collaborating on music, or is it just 
the fact that you're going to be putting it out under a, the same name? Well, soon enough, we'll, we'll be collaborating on music. But um, as of right now, we're just focusing on, you know, us as individuals and trying to build our brands. I mean, you know, she's focusing on Momentum Mori and such like that. And I got stuff that I that want to put in works. But basically, as far as Fearless, um, we basically just a brotherhood, man. Like, like you said, it's really not no culture within the city. And we're trying to we're trying to provide that. We're trying to provide the best music. The bet we're just trying to we're just trying to do we're really trying to the best business. We're trying to do all that. Because like there's there's that's that that factor is not there. Mm-hmm. And and when we got together, we knew we knew what we could bring to the table as far as as far as our artistic abilities and who we work with, like our other brothers, and what they bring to the table business wise, you know. Everybody has a different vision and we all the way we collaborate, we're trying to create something that's special, something something historic within the city. Mm-hmm. And so Hopefully, you know, that'll be taking place once you guys put out your upcoming projects. You'll be able to garner a little bit more attention. But I guess just to catch up, anyone who isn't quite familiar with your guys' work, um, Aaron, you, like I said, you put out um, your Radiant Child tape back in 2014, and mm-hmm. you've you know, re-released some of that music, and you're working towards um, another tape that you're putting out this year. Yeah. But I, I do want to mention, I think it's still kind of funny, just the way that I found your music in the first place. Do you, do you remember how that happened? Um, I don't 100% remember how that happened. Can you refresh me? Yes. Um, I, I, I'm not even a guy who uses Reddit. Maybe I thought I was oh, yeah, back I like right a few yeah, years yeah, ago, yeah. but you had posted... Your single Charlie Parker yeah. on hip, either was it, it was like Kansas heads. on hip hop heads yeah. and like I must have just like searched Kansas City on our hip hop heads or just saw it pop up when I happened to be on there. So I like and before like I really didn't have much ex- experience or knowledge with Kansas City hip hop up until that point, but I had just started uh, the Shuttlecock website and I was like, hey, I can branch out into hip hop now. I enjoy. Uh, Aaron's music so I and you're the the first um, like written interview that I did on the website so I just think that's still a a funny um, just way that I became uh, you know into your music so that's the universe bro (laughs) like I don't know like you you said you don't frequent read it like that no. So, well, so yeah, it was the universe. You were supposed to listen to me. You were supposed to. We were supposed to click up. Yeah, you know and I'm I mean? sure it would have happened at some point. But no, it would have happened at some point. I'm sure of it. But the time, the timing. I feel like that. I can only attribute that to just the universe. Just yeah. Making that happen. And then you ended up playing the first uh, Shuttlecock uh, showcase at Mills Record Company. Of course, I uh, love Mills. Shout out to Mills. Yeah, and that was a really fun time. We had. Uh, well, all the shows have like rock bands and rappers and all sorts of folks on them, and yeah, that was a really exciting night for myself, at least, and I hope, you know, everyone else who was there had a good time, and that was one of your first uh, solo shows, I yeah, think. Yeah, it was my yeah. first solo set ever, mm. so it was it was, it was was definitely tight. I enjoyed it. Um, it was it was nerve-wracking, but, you know, it happened, and I left my keys on the whole set. <laughs> I left I left my keys around my neck the whole set. So yeah, it was, I don't know. I just cringe every time I think about it. But yeah, and I remember like 
Brandon and Eric were just like kind of sitting, sitting off to the side yeah. of the stage, just like at the laptop, just getting each song ready to go, <laughs> even though there was like no DJ mixer or anything. And, and most, and still most of the hip hop acts that I have, like just plug straight into the, yeah. the PA there. So yeah. I think that's kind of a fun little, um, you know, quirk about doing these record store shows. Yeah, most um, definitely. But you, you've also, Zarin's been on several kind of uh, like theater shows and bills at this point, but you've also started picking up some of your live shows. Like you opened, well, Zarin was going to open for Rich the Kid and you ended up on that show. And I'm guessing, mm-hmm. I think that's your biggest show so far, right? Yeah, that's most definitely my biggest show uh, so far. That was fun. Um, it's hard to find a crowd that like, you know, I'm not I'm not getting put on shows that are like for the type of music that I make. So mm-hmm. a lot of times it's just it's I can pretty back awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know, just a, a rapper. Yeah. So, so you, you, there people shouldn't expect a, a Rich the Kid feature on the next on the um, <laughs> Memento Mori. There's no way it's <laughs> gonna be a Rich the Kid. Feature on Not Memento even Mori. like Famous Dex or uh, <laughs> I could get uh, Kai to do some ad libs or something. Yeah, because you know? I know Kai has. Well, Kai opened that show with that Dex played in like the National Guard Armory yeah. in Kansas City, and G was on that too. And then G ended up getting kind of upset at the crowd for like yeah, not being into him, <laughs> and like that was just. By the fact, like he's he's a great performer, but that was just by the fact that the music didn't line up, which yeah. I kind of guess explains your your shows so far too. Uh, at least some of them. People feel me though. Yeah. So I I mean you can you can kind of look out in the crowd. You're not gonna get the same reaction if you're if you're a guy who does lyrics or like if you're not doing and not even to like you know throw some of the you know, mumble rappers under the bus or anything. But if you're not, like, doing lyrics, if you're not focusing on, like, getting the crowd hype, you kind of just have to look at their reactions and see if they're actually listening to you. Because a lot of the times, they're not going to react the same way uh, to a Aaron Alexander as they will to a little Pump. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's going to be completely different. So you just got to gauge it. You got to gauge it in a different way. And yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, and, uh... Yeah, so we're all gonna be at um, the Little Pump show in Lawrence tomorrow. Flex like if, ooh. if you wanna, it's if anyone right. wants to meet up, I'm, I'm sure this will be posted after Not that. Cool but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, you will have seen me, Aaron, and Zarin, and Ghost hanging out at that show. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. no, but yeah, people people always seem like you. You at least get a really good response on Charlie Parker. I, I've noticed like whenever you're playing in like any type of environment like you can usually kind of muster up a good crowd response on that one yeah. so that's a lot of fun to watch when that happens man you know and if i don't i just act like i i am because you can't i don't know i feel like people can, can people can tell when you're not into it you mm-hmm. know what i mean so you just got to perform yeah and like you obviously were a little kind of timid in in your earlier shows like you you wouldn't really talk much in between your songs and you know there wasn't a lot of space to move around so it's been it also has been cool watching your live show progress like that too i appreciate it um so yeah Zarin, can you tell us more about the the new tracks that you're going to be dropping soon 
Oh, uh, well, basically, um, you did mention IDK, so that's still that's still going to be in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I performed that actually at my last show, the G Herbo show that I just recently did, and that got a good crowd reaction. I really enjoyed that song, and a lot of people on the team really enjoyed that song, so that song probably be coming out soon also. Um, like I said, I got another single called No Challenge that I just written wrote that I just written recently, and I really enjoy that. So hopefully it comes together how how I picture it in my head, and then we gonna drop that. And then like I said, the EP coming this this week, the remix, remaster, the reloaded joint. And then I'm just gonna keep working, man. Basically, I mean the album that's gonna get worked on soon, but don't ex- don't expect that soon. I'm just yeah. I'm just a kid trying to make you know trying to make good music. That's all I want to do right now, and just push the culture forward. Mm. And that so that'll probably I'm guessing Center of Attention will be a 2018 release, probably like a 2025 or 2025. something. Yeah, just, but nah, um, I mean, just whenever the vision come together. I mean, like right now, because me, me and Alexander Preston, you know, that's my main producer. We 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 had a discussion the other night, and we got another. Like it's just the way that our brains work, especially for myself. Like I could come up with like three different albums at one time, mm-hmm. and sometimes I get bored really, like really quickly. So I could start making songs for one project, and then I like want to start doing something totally different, just because that's just how my visions is. Yeah. So I just gotta basically I, over this time I've been trying to like mature myself and just gain patience and stick with one thing at a time. That's basically that's basically what the issue is. That's why I like I, I delete a lot of my music and different things like that. But I'm I'm really right now I'm in a different space as far as as far as my head and my music, so. And yeah, it's funny, I did uh, an interview with uh, Kai Colors the other day for an article that's coming out in the pitch, and he, he had mentioned to me that, you know, he's thinking about his, like, eventual debut album, and he has all these, like, ideas for it, and he says, it's it's called Roy G. Biv, you yeah. know, because Kai Colors, but... Um, he says, like, yeah, that one's coming out in 2020. I'm like, wow, you you, you have a good idea of what that's going to be like. So, And I don't know, would you guys kind of probably attribute that that kind of um, thought process to the fact that rap is just, like, really, like, marketable right now? And just, like, if you don't do it right, like, if you don't release things correctly, like, well, if well, if you do release things like correctly, like there's a better chance that you know you'll be able to have like a big successful career. Um, that's hard for me to answer because I don't have that mindset whatsoever. Yeah. Um, the music is all that matters to mm-hmm. me. Uh, like if the music's not tight, then nobody's gonna like you. That's right. just just simple mathematics. You got to make good music first, and if it takes you a long time to make good music cool you know take as much time as you need to as far as release dates we're local acts yeah we are local acts nobody cares i can say my my album's coming out two three weeks from now it's not but nobody cares if i if i announce what i'm dropping a day or two before i drop it it's fresh in people's mind they're gonna see it they're they're more likely to click on it i think Mm -hmm. but you know i don't really I don't I don't think the whole marketability thing really applies yet for us local acts. You know what I mean? Like marketability is it's a byproduct of good music. So I think I don't know. Yeah. I so I, I don't know. It's hard for me to like talk on cuz I don't really share that mindset. Yeah. And yeah, I guess it, I guess it might be just kind of like a sign that 
someone isn't really dedicated to their art, if they're, they're like, okay, I'm going to throw all my effort into this, and if it doesn't work out, like, by the, the date that I plan, I'll just move on to right. something else. So I guess, yeah, in the case of people who take their art really seriously, um, just the way you the way and the time that you release it at doesn't matter a whole lot in the beginning. So, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, so what would you say you guys um, are really just looking forward to about, like, the eventual um, process of getting your new music out? Like, are you looking most forward to, like, the chance of touring or or just the fact that more people will be hearing your music or I mean yeah I I mean I'm not even as far as touring like that's you know down the line type things mm-hmm. but right now I'm just trying to build the name for myself as what I know I am which is one of the best rappers breathing um I mean that's a lot to say from the standpoint of 18 years old but if I don't say it who will you know so that's basically all I want to be I want to be the best like this this like hip hop is di- like rap music is just different now as far as you know because we got different people that came in the genre and have evolved it basically so it's really not no competition or anything like that but what I want people to see me as as a competitor a rapper and I want to continue like I said earlier to continue to push the culture forward and keep evolving with my sound and just get better every day mm. and uh, I remember reading, like, in the Kansas City Star feature that Aaron Randall wrote about you. Like, he did all those mini features, and then he did the the freestyle videos. That, like, what really stuck out to me was, like, your passion for, like, like 90s hip-hop and mm-hmm. just, just kind of, like, the, the giants of the genre. And, I don't know, I think um, that... I don't know, that just, like, you don't see a lot of young rappers who are doing, like, a really, like, kind of modern style, like, paying much reverence to, yeah. uh, like, Jay-Z. You know, like, Jay-Z's really big for you. Yeah, that's one of my favorite artists of all time. If not, that probably is my favorite rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. Just a simple fact. Um, like, you know, you read in all the articles. My mom, that's that's it's drilled in my head. It can't leave. Like, I've listened to every single Jay-Z album. I know him word for word, and that's just what I know, you know? It's basically, it's, it's, it's the same as comparison to, like, if I want to compare it to basketball, right? So, people say Jordan's the greatest, but I grew up watching LeBron James, so... In my mind, that's going to be, that's who I'm going to say is the greatest, no matter, you know, no matter what people can argue. That's what I know. That's what I see. I had, I didn't, I don't know nothing else. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I've been taught. That's what I've been force fed. So that's basically, I want to, when I look at the Giants and thing and people like that, that's what I want to compete with. I think legacy, I put a lot of, I feel, I know, like I said, I'm still young, 18. I know people, a lot of people feel the same way about me as far as I put a lot of pressure on myself, but I don't care, you know. Like, I mean, I want, if I say I want to be, I like this is this is my lifestyle. Like, this is my life. Rap is my life. So, if you don't put everything into this, then because this this I mean, this is what I feel my purpose is. Mm-hmm. Without without this, I don't. At least for right now, I don't know what I would be doing. Yeah, and but you are um, in school right now yeah. too. Where where does that kind of weigh in on you know? Th- sh- so you're saying you're saying you know rap is like one of the biggest parts of your life and 
you, that's what you see yourself doing. Where does school come into the equation for you? As far as school, to be completely honest with you, I go to school to help me like learn extra life skills. Mm. I mean, I go to. I mean, of course, school is for classes and you know de- degrees and stuff like that. But as like I said, I don't. I know what I want to do in my life. You know, yeah. I feel that school is for. Don't I'm never downplaying school because school is a big part in a lot of people's lives and in my life too. But. I feel like school, as far as you know, what they what they teach and things like that, is for like occupations like doctors, lawyers, things like that. You know, those big time big time careers. Mm-hmm. And if I like, if I know I want to be a rapper for the rest of my life, or at least you know, till I'm you know, till I'm done and washed or something. But then why, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I just I go to school because I mean it's free too for me, so I can't. A lot of people don't get that opportunity. I'm really, I'm really blessed as far as I know what I want to do and I get plan B, basically. Mm. So that's why. What kind of classes are are you taking that like help you that with those life stuff. skills? Yeah. Well, yeah, as far as like, like I take a lot of business classes. Um, so a lot, of, I'm not going to lie and say they don't help me because a lot of the business classes I have took, or the business class I did take, because I'm just a freshman, so I didn't take a lot. But the business class I did take, as far as like, it helps me like, Apply it to my apply it to my music because music isn't just music; it's a business also. And if you're not good with the business, you will fail. So it helps me a lot as far as the music business. I learn a lot of different marketing strategies from class that I apply to my brand and my and my lifestyle and stuff like that. So, where does school fall for you, Aaron? Um, honestly, I haven't checked my grades in three semesters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how well I'm doing in school. Yeah. So that kind of just tells you where I'm at with it. Um, I don't care about school yeah. whatsoever. Um, I, I like making music also. Uh, school is just something that, like, you know, if music doesn't work out, if music doesn't shake, then I'll just fall back on my psych degree. But as far as school, I don't care about it. Mm. Um, it's, it's a great thing. Uh, I think all the kids should go to school. I think everybody, well, it's a lie, but I think, I think, you know, school is definitely an option for people, but there are other ways and don't let it get in, don't, don't let it mess up your dream more or less. So school is not a thing for me, dog. Is, is psychology something that you really were interested at some point? Oh yeah. I'm, uh, I'm definitely, I'm interested in psychology. Uh, I just I don't care about the grade attached to what I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, I definitely I, I definitely like learning about things, learning about new things. But as far as, you know, being graded, being tested, being the top of my class, I don't care about none of that. I just you know, it's information. Mm. Any information is good information. What uh kind of areas of psychology like is there anything in specific that really grabs you? Um, as far as like psychology goes, I'd probably say the thing that um, interested me the most, there were two, two classes, there was social psychology and cognitive psychology. Mm. And um, I don't know, it's, it's definitely, it was definitely interesting to see kind of how they're just, they're like implicit biases and things like that, like throughout society that certain people have because of the way they were brought up. You know what I mean? Uh, I was definitely interested in learning learning things about people when they get in groups because I'm kind of a people watcher. You know, I don't really 
socialize that much with my peers. Mm-hmm. And um, cognitive, just seeing how the mind works is just a cool thing, I guess. So, yeah, those would, those would be the two mm-hmm. for me. And even if if you don't end up in any type of career like that, it's got to be, it's got to add a little bit more like entertainment to just like people watching wherever you go. Like if you're just like out at a party or a show or something, and like you can kind of like analyze people. I, I can imagine that be like at least a little interesting. Most definitely. Well, I, like I don't really get out the house yeah. much, so. Um, like at a restaurant or something. Yeah, I'll go. Like, I'll go out like regular people stuff. But as far as like partying and things like that, I don't do it much. I probably should because I do think that would be like really interesting to like see people in that kind of habitat. But like, I don't know. It's not. I don't know. It's cool. It's like it's cool. I don't know. It's just it's a bunch of information. It's funny you're like just gonna be at a party, just like analyzing everything. You're just gonna be like. Oh, let's see how, how these folks are behaving over here. That'd, I'd, it's, a, interesting to watch. it's a source of material. It gives me something to write about. So. And people will be like, what's that guy over there looking at? <laughs> he's, he's weird. He's, like, <laughs> he's a weird, he's a, he's a weirdo. I get that a lot, but it's whatever. Mm. So is there any, like, there was kind of, a, I don't want to say a raging discussion about, um, like modern hip hop happening oh, before man. we started recording. I'm gonna get this on the on the. Yeah, on I, just, I just wanted to, just a That's little cool. touch of it on on the podcast. But um, what what is a lot of the stuff that you guys do end up listening to, or even like stuff coming? Is there anything coming out now that just really inspires you in any form? Oh uh, yeah, most definitely. Um, Sonder, have you heard of Sonder? I haven't. Saunders dope. They're R and B collective. I don't know where they're based, but they're they're really dope. Saunders dope. They just put out a video. It's hard. It's called Too Fast. Mm-hmm. You guys should check it out. What do they do that you like? Um, they they modernize nineties R and B. Yeah, I've never heard that before. Like they modernize an old form R and B. It sounds like nineties R and B, like John B and like you know that vein of like R and B, but it sounds new. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing. And um, they're, they're the lead guy's uh, his name is Brent Fayez. He has a project called uh, I don't remember the 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 name of the project, but that's a dope. It's a dope project. It's a night. It's an EP. So yeah, I don't know. That's all I've really been listening. That and Frank. I'm a huge yeah. Frank fan. Huge Kanye fan. Stan. Yeah, I guess I'm. A, I guess I'm a stand. I just respect. Good music. Yeah, I remember like the first time you had me over to listen to some music. Like there was just an insane amount of like Kanye discourse happening between you and Brandon. I think. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's why I work with them because they know what's up. You know, what I mean, you know, they they know what's up. So, so with, with all this R and B that you're listening to, so do you see that kind of starting to like drip into the music that you've been working on lately? Like, cause. Radiant Child and all those songs are just kind of like standard hip hop, mm. like a standard hip hop style. But do you like is some of your newer stuff kind of inspired by this newer take on R and B? Well, not really. Um, Memento Mori, all the writing for Memento Mori was done two years ago. Mm. So this album has like my part of the album has been done two years ago. I, the writing, all the stories and stuff that we put together, 
it's been done. So this 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 is this R and B thing is relatively new. I haven't really been into it. I wasn't really I was into like rapping stuff more so back in Radiant Child days. Mm-hmm. But like as far as this goes, I just feel like you know, there's definitely a lot more melody um in Memento Mori, but this it wasn't because of, you know, who I'm listening to now. Yeah. It's more so because like I feel like with Memento Mori it's it's more so to kind of convey feelings. And I think melodies and harmonies and things do that a lot better than rap does. Mm. So know. people might expect that to like those influences to show up on like music even after the new project comes out, if it does at all. No, nah, it comes out. It's gonna come out. This is definitely coming out. This no, no, no. I mean, I mean, if if you do end up with any R and B influence in the future, uh, it won't be on okay. Memento Mori. Um, nah. Yeah. It uh, Memento Mori's. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Like, I don't want to put a label on it because that's f- for the people to do. Mm. Um, but it is definitely a. I think I came into my own on Memento Mori. This feels like my debut. So, yeah. Zern, do you find yourself listening to a lot of Frank or just any of the stuff that Aaron has been into lately? Not really. Fr- I mean, I listen to like some. I have, I've never listened to any of, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I've never listened to any of old, Frank's old music. Mm-hmm. So the only the only Frank I know is the Frank music that he's been putting out recently. Yeah, like Blonde. Yeah. yeah. So I've never listened to anything old. Um, I'll, I'm going to give it a chance, though. You know, I, I like good music. He supports them, and I'm, I know I know for sure that he's a good artist. You know, yeah. it's just I I really don't listen to music that much unless it's myself. I mean, I, I don't I don't want that to be like you know weird to say. I listen to like myself, like I said. I listen to Double A. Don't know that, but I listen to Double A music. I listen to his music because, and I listen and I listen to Kendrick New Album. Like I listen to stuff that inspires me, but it's like a different type of inspiration because it's simple fact that, like I said, I'm a competitor, so I support. You know everything my brother do. I'll support every other you know pe- rapper that's rapping right now. But eventually, I still want to be that guy. So that's what inspired that pushes me to new levels. It, it makes me go and get better. Like, but I mean, that's just I don't know. That's just you know that's just where my heart is. Like I need I need that I need for me to work harder than everybody else. Even when nobody's looking, I need to work hard. You know, mm-hmm. I I just eventually I want to be top tier. And but no, so but you, do you end up with any of like the, like I think some of your friends have been listening to like a lot of like tough like '90s New York rap lately. Like mentioned like Big Pun and yeah, all we, that stuff. I listen to recent. I listened to Big Pun um one of his albums like like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Like I well, I dip and dab like I dip and dab in different in different sounds just to you know because it's stuff that I never heard before. Like I said, as far as East Coast '90s and early 2000s has been all Jay-Z for me. So yeah. it's, I gotta, I've been trying to get out of my comfort zone and listen to more stuff because it's a, you know, it's a lot of more stuff out there and that could, that mm-hmm. I could listen to and try to, you know, um, incorporate into, you know, some stuff that I do. So, so I also like to chime in and say Big Pun is one of the most underrated lyricists of all yeah, time. That album, yeah. Let's do so, yeah, I'm gonna just leave that there. And mm. So, so you say you, you want to kind of delve into like learning about, different genres uh that you haven't really experienced yet does is that gonna like include like death metal when i was (laughs) when i was younger i listened to rock a lot yeah like um one of my favorite because my cousin put me on it i came up that's why i started making i started doing music with my 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 older cousin he's like eight years older than me um 
and I just earlier in schools I would like just rap like like at lunch do freestyles and stuff and people would just be like bro you should make music so I was like and that really wasn't for me at first but I was like I love music you know and I'm good at it so let me try let me attempt it and my first few songs were I felt were you know what I really what I really want to do so I kept sticking to that but as far as um, hold on what was the question again it, well you were talking about how you <laughs> listen to rock music before oh uh, yeah oh so yeah so I listen to yeah one of my favorite bands was, was I don't know if you know this band, but um, Bullet for My Valentine. I listen, I yeah. listen to them a lot. <laughs> um, Axwoon. I listen to a lot of different. Like I, I like, I enjoy rock music. So you, you could have like, if you were of age, you could have like been checking out Rockfest at some point. Yeah, like, like I really, hanging out with all the rednecks out there. At that time, I really like that's. I I don't even at that time I don't even think I was listening to. Like I took a break from rap and just was listening to Straight Bullet for my Valentine. Like I really enjoyed those albums. It is really funny, kind of, to just like track all of these like really strange like rock um, obsessions that some like kind of like popping rappers right now are like really into. Like you know, like Lil Peep. I don't know if you guys have I've listened heard to him. of Lil Peep, but he he's yeah. he samples all of these like crazy like 2000s emo records on his songs and like you know Lil Uzi's obsessed with like Marilyn Manson mm. and like Gigi Allen and all that so that is kind of a a strange element and I was talking um I don't know if you guys have met uh Marty from Ebony Tusks I love Marty Marty's the homie Marty's awesome shout out to Marty and he made this comparison to me uh, like several, like probably last year, he was talking to me and he's like, yeah, I think Lil Uzi is the new My Chemical Romance. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but like, sl- like ever since then, I've noticed all of these similarities. Like he just has like this cult fan base and his music has become like steadily more like kind of like emotional and like kind of depressing at times. Like, Exo tour life is yeah, just if you, like. If you listen to the I, lyrics, it's literally about like death and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a good, it's a great song, one of my favorite songs by him. But, mm. but that's because I mean, when when you make music that evokes emotion, it tends to cater to people more mm. because especially with melodies in it too, people like to sing along, even if they don't know what they listening to, they gonna sing to it. So yeah, it's like kind of like subliminal. He really rappers like that really are putting like subliminal messages in there because like future, like. A lot of his content is about like stuff that he's been through, but people really not listening for that. They just listen to like the trap beats and you know just and, and and just the melodies. Yeah. But if you really look into it, they like these rappers are putting like subliminal. They like they they're crying out for help type shit. No, oh, yeah. If you listen to like Mask Off or Hallucinating or yeah, just like, like any of these, Fez did a sweep. Yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> like, cause it's like, man, all my homies getting locked up. They not dying. I just ain't seen them in years because they getting locked up. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, Feds are really sweeping houses <laughs> out here. Like for real, for real. Future, future day. I like future. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give you guys future all day. Okay, I'll, I'll give you guys future all day. Future is the truth. But as far as the other, you know, other people, yeah. I'm just can't. Mm, yeah. He like EXO tour it, life though. Yeah. I do like EXO tour life. EXO tour life is an amazing song. Do you think if Uzi? keeps on making like songs in a similar vein you could become a fan at some point most definitely yeah i mean like i'm not if i think an artist is not tight but they get tight i'm not like 
so blinded by my own like <laughs> hubris where I'm like, oh no, never. I'll never listen to that. Because I heard EXO Tour Life. I, I actually like after I wanna say, um what was the one he did with the uh with the Scott Pilgrim versus the world esque cover? Uh what was he versus the world yeah. 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 Um after that one I was like, it's not for me. Um, I think I heard EXO Tour Life on accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was like, uh, I want to say I just, I seen it on like Twitter or something. Like you left your house for five seconds and you heard it. Just I heard from it on outside. accident. Yeah. I'm like, oh <laughs> like, man. it's everywhere. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> and I like, I looked up, I looked up, uh, all my friends are dead. Yeah. On like Google. I just Googled, I Googled that and that was the first thing that popped up. So I listened to, I'm like, this is Uzi? What? This is hard. So then I, I did my research. I'm like, oh, okay. He linked over TM88. Um, they, you know, wrote the song together. Mm. If he takes that lane, if he takes that lane and gets away from the, you know, what he does, like, <laughs> on a normal basis, because I listened to the rest of the project, yeah. and, yeah. But that is a standout track, and Uzi, that's a good, that's a good Uzi song. If he does that for the rest of his career, then he has a fan. Mm. I'm glad we can all agree on future though, because yeah, there's just no denying there that he is just an impeccable artist. Yeah. Future is a legend. He came up under Dungeon Family. He's a legend for a reason. So you know, I mean, out Dungeon Family produced Outkast. They produced yeah. CeeLo. They produced Future's the best to ever do trap. What What is the Dungeon Family like? Is that uh just like a I'm, I'm not oh, no, even familiar um, with that. Dungeon Family is uh, basically in Atlanta. There was a house where like all the legends. I don't know if like all the legends are just cool with each other in Atlanta <laughs> or what, but there was this house they go to it. Um, they sleep there. They eat there. You know, they they live there pretty much. It was yeah. just, they had a studio in the basement. Mm-hmm. They called it the dungeon, and. Um, so Future came up under Outcast. He came up under um I watched a really interesting like piece on Future where it was like, man, he came up with he came up around so many greats that did things so differently. All he could do was mumble. You know what I mean? Like he like all he could really do is just carve out that lane. He he's the first I'd say Future's the first ever mumble rapper, but he transcended that. You know what I mean? He didn't stop at mumble rap. Yeah. He transcended it. He put stories into it. He made it sound good. A lot of people aren't doing that, but I think I, a lot of people haven't been able to be around Andre 3000, CeeLo Green, Big Boy, uh you know, the whole uh like Goody Mob. Nope. Nobody's able to be around those people to get those to make you even want to do new ideas and things like that. Has he had like songs with any of those guys? No. Like, he just, he he just, just like hung out around them and recorded similar places and everything. Like a lot of them, um a lot of them they definitely uh they definitely all like Goody Mob, Outcast and them, they worked with each other. Mm-hmm. CeeLo worked with uh, Outcast. But if you're looking at a future and you're looking at I, they don't strike me as people who do collaborations just to collaborate. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he hasn't done he hasn't done a song with any of them that I can you know that I can name. How crazy would Future and Andre three thousand? That be? would be hard <laughs> if we could get an Andre three thousand and a Future song. If we could get that on this earth while I'm here, <laughs> I'd be cool with it. Yeah, and oh, and in addition to I guess this Dungeon Family influence, Future, if I'm not mistaken, was like one of well, like after Waka, but like still like under. Uh, the in like 
he was hanging out with Gucci yeah. for yeah. a long time too, and I'm, they definitely have records to get. Like they have the, they they have like a couple like mixtapes or EPs together too. So, yeah, he's just like I guess he has really just learned from the best, but still managed to like carve Carbs out his own, own thing. Yeah, most definitely. And like I think like for me the reason I even like I stopped listening to rap. Uh, because I, I don't know, I just I haven't been impressed lately by anything, and I think that's more so because of me more than the music. Mm-hmm. I'm I am also competitive. I don't really rap to be better than everybody else because I think that's easily attainable. I rap to be better than my best self. You know, I put out Radiant Child. I want to be better than Radiant Child. I'm gonna put out Memento Mori. I want to be better than Memento Mori. Um, I think Memento Mori. If you play Memento Mori with the things that are coming out now, it sounds just as good, if not better, mm-hmm. than what these people with million-dollar budgets are putting out. So I, I'm not worried about them. But like, as far as like soaking up game and influence, that's really important to me. I'm, I'm trying to delve into different parts of music that I ignored. I listened to, um, I don't know, I wonder if you, you know who this person. There's a song called Freddie Teardrop. Have you ever heard it? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to know who it was by. I can't remember who it was by, but it's by this, like, it's hard for me to say it's rock because it's never heard anything like it in my life because mm. it's just like he's telling the story. It's a storytelling rock. Like, the 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 instrumentation is just really submerged and, like, it sounds like it's underwater almost, and Cuz is talking about how like he like he killed himself because he wasn't able to make enough money to support his family, and it's just a crazy song. You should look up Freddie Teardrop. And yeah, do you want do you want to look up that right now and tell us who it's by? The song called Freddie Teardrop. Yeah, no, is it? Yeah, I think it's called Freddie Teardrop. Yeah, I'm interested in knowing that. Yeah, uh, it's just a it's a it's a very weird song, but I'm I'm just. Really, uh, Blonded Radio has actually helped me discover a lot of artists that I would have never listened to in my life. Mm. And it's like, it's making my, it's, it's, it's diversifying my music taste and it's, I'm taking bits and pieces from yeah. different parts. And uh, OVO Sound is also a r- pretty influential Yeah, they're real eclectic too. too. I'm, I'm, I was actually like really surprised at how eclectic like their selection is because like, you know, you think Drake, you, like, you know, you hear Drake, you think... Canadian that that whole sound yep. you know what I mean you know what the Drake sound is yeah but like the the music they choose is actually like really eclectic it's like it's weird and uh, I've also been listening to a lot of Lauren Lauren Hill mm-hmm. because she's the greatest like she's probably she's top three greatest whatever she is yeah. she's she's an artist she's she's just an artist she's top three mm-hmm. period like there's nobody. The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill is one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. Or or R&B, whatever you want to call it, Lauryn yeah. Hill. It's one of the greatest albums ever, mm-hmm. period. So, like, it's it's definitely important to soak up those influences. And that's that's why Future is where he, where he is, yeah. you know. So, you know, I try to do the same. Just, you know, I'm not lucky enough to be in direct contact with these people. <laughs> yeah. So and seeing Lauren Hill like a, f- a handful of years ago at the Uptown was really crazy for me. Like, and I I didn't even like just know the magnitude of her like influence and like I knew she was an amazing artist, but like I every 
you know, every so often I'll learn something new about her or just like a similar artist and just like gain that much more appreciation. Like if I could see like Erica Badu at some point too, she's on like I would say a pretty similar level. So yeah. Um, have you seen D'Angelo? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, you D'Angelo. got the you caught the D'Angelo. D'Angelo uh, yeah, you were there too. That yeah. was the one of the, the greatest performances I've ever seen in my me life. Too. My yeah, like, too, that's so. definitely like top five, top ten for me. Crazy. And I've seen like just too many shows in the past, you know, several years. But just going back on, um, you know, s- like streaming sites and the like, Blonde Radio and OVO Sound. Like, is that something? Like, do you guys appeal? Like, does are those platforms really appealing to you guys? Or where do you see your guys' music going, like, just um, platform-wise, if you, you can do everything that you plan to? Oh, you can go first. Yeah. Um, what streaming services and, like, radios like that, they help a lot of artists that don't get a lot of, you know, play. I, I, I listen to some of this London artist music that um, Frank Ocean put on um, Blonde Radio, and I, I enjoyed it, you know? Um those artists like that that basically they they care about the community they care about the music and because it's i mean it's a lot of art it's a lot of great artists that we don't get to listen to every day so they're give with 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 things like that they're giving us a chance you know to hear different sounds and different influences and stuff like that um well as far as the streaming services if i get like i feel like i can probably get on like Memento Mori, I don't know. You'd have to hear the album for me to, like, I can't pigeonhole it into one thing because it doesn't, it's not, like, it doesn't all sound the same. It mm-hmm. sounds it sounds different, but it's tied together with the glue of the story. You know what I mean? So, like, as far as, like, a streaming service that I see myself getting on, um, or a, a, a playlist or a radio, st- a radio, online radio station, I should say, I can't really put myself in one of those. I feel like I have a song for any radio station mm. because I I did I did different styles of music and I did them all well. So like I don't know. It's definitely going to be interesting because I I do see it coming. Mm-hmm. So, you know. And do you, do you think you guys um upcoming projects will will those will be like on Spotify and Apple Music iTunes and all oh, that yeah. stuff or do you see yourself waiting off and just putting it like on like mixtape sites or SoundCloud? No mixtape site is getting my music. Yeah. Um yeah, SoundCloud is definitely an option. I'm never gonna leave SoundCloud. SoundCloud is one of people slander SoundCloud. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, there's the whole SoundCloud rapper. rapper term yeah, you know what I mean? That like people like the, use negative The same people that are SoundCloud that were SoundCloud rappers are the same people you guys are bigging like people are bigging up. The same people dissing SoundCloud rappers are listening to these rappers who came up off of SoundCloud. Yeah. Chance is a SoundCloud rapper essentially. He came up off of SoundCloud. Uzi is a SoundCloud rapper. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They all started on SoundCloud. SoundCloud is one of the greatest platforms for for a Upcoming, upcoming artists. artists so I never I don't think I'll ever lose uh, like leave SoundCloud like I want if I can I'd like everything I drop to be free mm-hmm. because like I it's hard for me to like I know like I feel like my my my, my work is priceless you know what I mean I don't want to attach a uh, I don't want to attach a price to my music you know what I mean but I definitely like. I feel like if if people like your music enough, they'll come to see you live. Yeah, 
they'll buy your merch. So it's kind of the, the Chance the Rapper route. Yeah, like I think I, I watched Chance come up. Like I watched Chance from 10 Day. Like I was in high school and I was on Chance when he had like, I want to say 1,500 followers on Twitter, 2,000 mm-hmm. tops. You know what I mean? And nobody knew about Chance whatsoever. You might was, have to fact check that. No, nah, for real. That's why That's why he follows me. Like I was, he, <laughs> oh, yeah. he seen me. You know, he seen me because I was one of the only like Chance people. Follow you on- yeah, Twitter. on Twitter, for real. Yes, oh, I like I I I was one of the I was like one of the like first people on Chance, mm-hmm. especially in the city, for sure. And what he has done is just really inspirational for me because I watched it from ground up. I watched him like put in ten day on like on Twitter. Yeah, you know, check out my SoundCloud link. He's doing the same thing I've seen many other people do. I don't use that route per se, yeah. but like I mean, I use the route, but I don't I don't. Spam. I don't spam people. That's not cool. Did you see him open for Gambino back in Kansas City? I didn't. I actually I didn't I didn't go I didn't go to that show because mm-hmm. my friend my friends were trying to get me to go to that show. They were like, Hey, um, you should go. I wasn't really big on because of the internet like that until like later on. No, that that was like the camp tour though. That was a camp tour? Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't I don't even think I liked yeah. camp that much. Like I think man, did I like camp? Was camp cool? It had some good tracks. What there. songs did it have on it? Uh, Bonfire, You See Me, uh, Kids. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's probably why I didn't go because I can't even name like songs off of that, like off of that thing. But I did see him uh, when he went to after Acid Rap came out. I seen him when he was in Lawrence, um, and that was some pretty good yeah. performance. Zaren, would you say that you're like inspired at all by chance the rappers like kind of come up in business model definitely definitely yep. but um me and double a different yeah i gotta get that back yeah so i mean um as far as if i feel like this is something you know this is something i want to do for the rest of my life you know mm-hmm. of course um building a following they're gonna buy your merch and different things but if if if, if you really have true supporters they're gonna do anything for you you know so yeah i need that back <laughs> so you're kind of what what forms of, you know, payment do you see yourself going after at some point? Like, would, like, are you interested in, like, like si- signing deals with, like, you know, Apple Music or, like, Spotify or whatever? Well, or? it's just, um, it's a lot of politics to that, so I don't yeah. want to really get into it, like, too crazy. But um, just, I'm a, down the road, I'll see whatever the best opportunity presents, and I want to, I want to be on, Hands on with everything. So, if I can't be hands on with everything, then I, that, those opportunities I won't take. You know, but whichever is the best opportunity for me to control my life and control my music forever, I'll take. Spoken like a, a true like business major in yeah. college, <laughs> taking all those classes. Or would that be your major, like business? Or yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so I think we'll be wrapping up here in a second. Um, do you have any, you know, just final words or shout outs like stuff that people need to look out for from each of you coming up in the next, you know, just th- for the rest of the year? Um, I feel like, see, I, I, I feel like <laughs> I definitely have an album coming out this summer. Mm-hmm. Can't say when. I feel like the surprise I has to experience. So uh, there are things coming. 
I can't shout them out though. Okay, look out for those things. Yeah, look out um, for those things. Darren, what's up with you? Um, as far as projects, I don't, I don't want to give everything away yet. Um, we just it's, everything's still in the wraps. But I, I mean, as far as single, you have you heard IDK? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that'll that'll come. Um, I'm working on some new music, some new singles. Um, I feel like I really enjoy IDK. I feel like people will really enjoy that. So because it's it's a different side of me. Um, as far as it's not, I mean, I'll rap on it, but. I like to do melodies and stuff too. So, yeah, um, and I think people kind of heard of that a little bit on your other single. Um, I might, I might, yeah. yeah. I, I, that, that's one of my favorites that you've put out so far. And I was kind of like, it, it does have like a good amount of plays on SoundCloud, yeah. but I was a little disappointed that it didn't get any more attention than it did. Yeah, but well, politics. Yes, but um, hopefully, you know, IDK will kind of grab that yeah. light for you. Uh, so yeah, you have these new singles coming out, um, and the re-released version of your the Fu yeah uh, EP, and that'll be sometime this summer also. That that's gonna be soon. Yeah, it's yeah, like so. a week or two probably. Yeah. Okay, so um, I guess everyone can be looking out for all that. Um, where can people follow you guys? Um, you can follow me on Twitter uh, at ignite underscore a. Um, also, SoundCloud, just type in Aaron, Aaron Alexander. I'll come up. I'm like in green. I don't know. Spell ignorant. Yeah. I, I, my bad. I G N A N T, I think. Ignant. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. yeah. You can just follow me Twitter. I got Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud. Um, I think I got a. Facebook page too. Zarin Michael, um, Z A R I N Michael, but it's just E A L instead of A. Yeah, people people get that messed up sometimes. Yeah, That's it's nerve wracking. Been a problem. Yeah. <laughs> on flyers, I don't articles. I don't, I don't get it because like we tell them, but they just <laughs> yeah. like you explicitly type out like make sure it's yes. E-A. <laughs> literally, and they still get it wrong. But one day I'll be big enough where nobody will get my name wrong. Uh, I'm I don't know. People on Twitter like. Consistently mess things up. Yeah, so. nah, yeah. I don't know. Twitter's tight though. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Actually, just if you could, could you edit out everything I said about following me on on a place? Just follow me on SoundCloud, and all of the links are <laughs> in the in the there there. Okay, well, I mean? well, people people can can continue listening and gain that knowledge from you for sure. Um. And yeah, I think that'll wrap things up. I appreciate you guys coming out to do the interview together. Appreciate you, man, having us here. Thank you. Thank you for having me, bro. Of course. All right. I think that's it.